0: We are glad that we get to be in your house, and we are glad that we get to be together as a community and as a body. So, Father, we thank you. We bless you. Bless this word as it's delivered, Lord, that it comes from your heart. And, Lord, we just bless everyone that is sitting here, that you would open their ears to hear, and everyone online as well. And we just thank you for every home represented and every mama out there. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so Chris, he did some notes for me, which I'm super excited so you can see Um, on the screen, some notes, and then we'll post them as well so you can see all the scriptures because um, I don't want to leave out anything, but I'm not going to read all of them, so you can go back and um, look some of these things up. Um, So today, I did title my message, The Gentle Whisper, and um, I was going back over in some things and I keep hearing a repetitive thing of just like, you know, I'm trying to find out um, who I am. And um, that's something that comes up a lot in conversation of just like, you know, I've known the Lord for X amount of years or I'm just getting to know the Lord and I just don't know who I am, who, who, who I am. And so today I wanted to talk about, um, it's not who am I, it's who, who, I. you're right, who am I in Christ? And that's something different than just, um, you know, finding out, you know, a lot of us, we identify people. And we know them by title, we know them by name, we know our neighbors, and um, we introduce ourselves as, yes, I am um, Miss Williams, and um, I am a stay-at-home mom, or, you know, you, you have that title behind it. But is that who God has created us to be? And so Chris has been talking about, last week he was talking about the glory, and what that was, and being a carrier of that, and... Um, I started to pray into that. And I was like, you know, um, this generation, is it ready? Like, is it ready to see the full glory if they don't really identify who they are? And we have to know who we are. And that's very important. And um, sometimes it's just breaking it down into scripture and tearing down some lies that maybe you have been told who you were by your parents or who you were, you know, um, but it's not who you are. It's, you know, we got to find that I in it. And it's, you know, who God has created us. And, um, you know, <laughs> I told Chris, I said, we can be our biggest obstacle. Like, it's not the lie that you're listening. It's just you're sometimes we're our obstacle. And um, we often misidentify what our first calling really is. And our the highest calling isn't what we usually think. It's not a job, like I said. It's not a title. It's not a check you write. Um... It's to respond. You know, our first calling is to respond to Jesus. It's the response. And um, I was telling, you know, my kids, we've been doing a lot of homeschooling. And um, it's, you know, Bartimaeus, when he, he was the blind man. So in, in the Bible, he was the blind man. He was sitting on the stoop. And um, the men passed him by. And then Jesus, what did he say? He was like, no, 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 no. You know? He, Jesus called him close and he said, um, here we go, let's read it. He said, go out. Oh, it's not that one? That's First Kings. We're not there yet. We're going to get there. Um, so he's, I'll read it. Jesus called him close and he asked him. So Jesus, if you get it right, he asked him. He said, what do you want? And it's not, we get it wrong sometimes. We always feel like we're going after the Lord. It's like you have that spirit of strife to find out who we are so much that you're constantly like, you know, you're beating it. And you're like, who am I? Who am I? Who am I? But no, Jesus, he asked. He said, what do you want? And he said, I want to see. And all it took was for him to go to the Lord. and, And then the Lord opened up and asked. And he gave him his sight. He's like, well, let your faith heal you. Now go. And he went. And sometimes I feel like we make it so hard to get to that point and simply we just have to ask. And so today I just wanted to break down some things to say, you know, let's just go to him and ask, what is it that you want? Who is it that you feel the Lord has created you to be? And go after him and let him bless you with the faith that he's given you to believe that. So in Ephesians, it says, for he chose us in him before the creation of the world to be holy and blameless in his sight. Romans, accept one another then just as Jesus accepted you in order to bring praise to God. And I'm just, I'm in awe sometimes how easy he makes it, but yet how hard we have trapped our minds to be trapped in this lie in our head of who we think we are, and we're not following what God has said we are. And um, <laughs> he erases the divide between our humanity and his divinity, and He's calling us friend. And that's in John, and he simply is just saying, come to me, come to me, ask me. And if we get past ourselves and our carnal flesh, it makes it easy just to open up and to ask. And so that's where I hope today maybe we can go a little bit into that of just, you know, writing down some aspirations and some dreams and getting back to maybe what the Lord once told you that you have let something trap you and not reach the identity that he has for you so that you can know who you are, not who you are in yourself, but who Christ um, has created you to be. And we can walk in his glory. So, um... I have a little example here, and James thought I was going to have him work out. Kendra thought maybe I was going to give a Kemp. I'm um, No, no, no. <laughs> a burnt um, shout out. Maybe I will, you know, when we, when we get back to there. But um, I did some kettleballs just because lies can be like weights in our life. And as we carry them, they become something that almost chokes you out into where you begin to believe them so much more than who God has created us to be. So the first one that I have here, um, if you can read it, many probably may not be able to online, but it's the line number one, I don't have what it takes. I don't have what it takes. And some of you may be saying like, oh wow, I have said that. Yeah, well, you know what? I'm gonna share shortly what God has said. This may be comments that you have said, but God has said different. And today we are to find out what he has said we are, who I am in him, not who I have created myself to be, not who I have titled myself or who someone has titled me to be, but who God said we are. And it's in the word. It's not anything that has been created by preachers and it's, it's red letters, it's in, it's in the word. It's the red letters of who God has said we are. So number two is I am tired of trying, I'm just tired. And moms may have (laughs) been, you may be saying that out there loud and clear is I am tired. I'm tired of trying or I've tried everything and nothing works. And I keep failing back into the rut of, you know, the same, the same things over and over. How do I get past it? And all of the counselors out there say, amen, you can do it. Um, Line number three is I'm simply not good enough. I'm simply not good enough. Guys, these are all lies that we fall and trap ourselves into, especially women. We say these, we say these to our friends, we say these, um, even males, you may say these back and forth of just, you know, especially this one. I'm tired of trying, I've tried, and I'm done. Well, that's a lie, and today we are going to learn how to destroy some of these. So um, the first one up there is number one, I'm tired of trying, and while the word um, you know, we're going to go up here. Is it up there? Oh, there. I don't have what it takes. Number one, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. So this one says, I don't have what it takes. You you know, like I just, I can't do it anymore. Well, you know what? That's not, that's not biblical. So that's a lie and we're going to destroy it. And we're going to say, you do, you do have what it takes because in Acts 1, 7 through 8, if we can go there, it says, we are empowered by the Holy Spirit. And it says, and he said to them, it is not for you to know times or seasons which the Father has put his own authority, but you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So therefore, get into your word and he, the Holy Spirit, will give you power to destroy that lie. And that, number one, it's gone, it's down. Number two, I'm tired of trying. This is just, you know, I've, I've, tried, I've tried counseling. I've tried, I've went to RTF and I, I've done this and I've done everything I can, Miss Jen. It just, it doesn't work. Nothing works. I'm tired of trying. Well, God's truth is that we are to be free of all condemnation on ourselves. And so we're gonna see if we can take that one down. There's line number two. We are free from it. So Romans 8, 1, he says, therefore there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. So we've taken that down and we've said, you know what, quit condemning yourself on every little mistake that you make in your life. Pick yourself back up and try again. And we say that with our kids when they ride bikes. We say that, you know, with, you know, well, get up, try again, don't give up. You know, God said you can do all things. And in that, breathe the word of, you know what, I can do all things. And I can be free from these lies of condemnation that I can't do it because I can, because I can do it with him. So there's lie number two. So as you're saying that this week, if you catch yourself thinking it, you can tear that down and be like, no, I'm free from that. I'm free from that lie that I can't. I, I can, and I'm going to keep trying and I'm going to keep doing it because God doesn't condemn us. He doesn't say, well, look, you did it again. You did it again. You're, you're never, you're never going to be good enough. And there's that third one, that we're not going to be good enough and that we're not good enough for God. Honestly, we're not. There it is. I am not, but he has chosen me, and he has said that he he loves me and that I am his friend. And so therefore, that lie is, yes, I am good enough, and that he has chosen me, and he has created me, and he has made me. And we sit in our minds and we think these carnal thoughts of just, you know, they're plain out lies and we continue to believe them. And then how are we going to let his glory be edified in our lives? But if we come humbly before him and we ask him to destroy these things in our thoughts and the patterns of our life, he then can have life and he can come before us. So that third one, we're going to take it away by saying you are valuable. You are valuable. And um, that's something that is really hard to hear if we constantly pour out. (laughs) If you're constantly giving and you're constantly thinking these lies in your head to hear you are valuable. So Mother's Day for some moms can be really hard because all of a sudden you get breakfast. All of a sudden, (laughs) all of a sudden, the kids make you beautiful cards. All of a sudden, you get these flowers, and you're like, yesterday, (laughs) I cleaned up breakfast off the floor, and I had to scrub marker off the wall, and I had to pick my plants back up in the pots because you plucked them out, but then you get that one day, it's really hard to feel the value, but you know what? It doesn't matter. It's not an action. It's not something that is a constant looking for that, you know, Instagram post that is just so edited and beautiful. Life, it doesn't matter the chaotic that God hands you sometimes. It's what you do with it and how you walk through it and how you hold yourself of just, well, let me go grab a Clorox, you know, magic eraser and get that marker off. Let me sweep up the breakfast, you know, and praise God that we're able to do that in that situation and in that circumstance. Sometimes, Um, You know, people get to see the rawness of our family and they're just like, oh, you're real. We are real. We deal with things just like you deal with them, but it's how you hold yourself in the situation. And, you know, do you crumble? Do you believe the lie that in the moment may hit your head? Or do you stand upon the word of God and move on? And that's, you know, we just have to, we have to sometimes dust it off, And move on and in that we are valuable Jeremiah 31 3 yes I have loved you with an everlasting love therefore with loving kindness I have drawn you his love for you is relentless it's immeasurable it's infinite and that's where you can say I am good enough I am good enough so we take that and we destroy it and that weight, you know no longer holds that lie So it's gone. We've taken those weights. We've taken the lies off of them. And now we move on so that we can feel who we are valuable and who we are loved by. And that is the Lord. And that holds all authority in the kingdom, that we are relentlessly loved. We are immeasurably loved. He said that he will infinitely love us. And sometimes it just takes us asking the Lord, coming humbly before him and saying, you know, here I am. And he can take away all those lies. So that's just, you know, it's it's easy, it's simple, but sometimes to hear it and you see it before you, and then we can walk out of it together. And you can, you know, do that as a community and a body. So all of those together, I put up three eyes. I said the enemy wants to emphasize our feelings of three eyes. He want the enemy wants to say that we are Let's see if we got them. There's, info, in, help me out here. Inferiority, there's number two. What's number two? Insecurity. And then three, we have inadequacy. So the three I's that he just wants us to fall under is that we are, we're nothing. We're down here. He wants us to have no identity and no self-worth and no confidence in our life. He just wants us to feel so insecure and, you know, I was asked that question today by so many people, just how are you feeling? Are you okay, Jen? I'm good, like I'm good, only because I can find that security in the Lord of knowing this is not me that has said this word, this is, this is the Lord, this is God's word. So therefore he gives you that security. So he takes away the insecurity and brings us that security in him. And so that's what we're going for. And the inadequacy, well, that's just a plain old lie. Like we are not inadequate. Like, there is no totem pole. Like, we are a family, and there is no inadequacy in the house of the Lord. So therefore, if we come together as a true community and as true believers, doing this together, we can lift one another up and not tear each other down and not cause inadequacy to end our hearts. So those three eyes we destroy. So all of this equals a forgotten identity in ourselves, because if we're believing all of these things, then that forgotten identity comes in, and we're, we don't know who we are anymore. Because we have believed all of these things and we haven't instilled the word of God in our lives. So um, ultimately, after hearing God's word, then we have the choice to choose what or who we believe. Do we believe God's word or do we believe the lies? So I just want to encourage all of us to believe that word and um, you know, shout that out to moms, friends, family, neighbors especially during times like this when you hear a lot of negative, just say, you know what? You're not that. You're doing a good job. You are a good mom. (laughs) You are a good wife. Like, you know, we all have bad days, but that does not equal, you know, I always try not to tell my child that they're bad. Like, that's something that I've heard a lot. um, A lot of times they'll say, "Don't. that's bad. Don't do that. Oh, my gosh, you're so bad. No, they're not bad. God did not create anything bad. He created all things good. And in that, let's have the mindset that I am not bad because he created me. So um, what they have done may not have been the best of choice, (laughs) but it doesn't make them a bad person. And so therefore today, when we fall into a sin or when we do something wrong and we will, we therefore stand up and say, I'm not bad. I did make a bad choice and therefore please forgive me. Um, Don't make that something that you are and, and let that latch onto you as an identity of yourself because that's not the word of God. So I wanted to just say a few things that God says about us and point those out there to you. And um, we will have them up there. He says, so this is what he has created me to be. Um, God says, I am. He says, I am forgiven. And you can look these up. It's in Psalms 103, 12. I'm forgiven. God says, I'm loved. We're all loved. He loves us. And that's in John. He also says, I am a friend. We've been over some of these. He is, he said that we are his friends. He also said that he has created us brand new. And so anything that we have done, and when we receive him into our lives, we are new. So all of that is laid down and and before him, we are made new. We are his child. We are accepted. We are chosen. We are dearly loved. We are formed by him. He has knit you. We are formed by him. We are empowered by the Holy Spirit because we talked about that here. We are valuable. We are free from all condemnation. And these are scriptures that you can hold. You can put them in your Bible. You can um, laminate them on your kitchen sink. You can put them above your mirror and just say, no, I am loved. I am loved. I'm having a bad hair day, but I am loved. Like that does not make me horrible. Like, you know, yes, yes. Um, I just got hung up on, but I am a friend of the Lord. Like, You know, you can go through these scriptures and be like, this does not form who I am. Like, <laughs> you know, I am empowered by the Holy Spirit. I do not have to run when Jehovah Witness comes to my door. Like, I am loved and I am empowered by him. So therefore, I am created by the everlasting loving father. So let me hold that identity and let me have that power in my life. So therefore, I can carry the glory. Because if we have all of this trapped up inside of our thoughts and in our head, what are we carriers of? What are we carrying? Are we carrying a lost identity? Are we carrying something that is broken? Are we car- does anybody want that? Do they want to receive that? I wouldn't want that. Like if I came in account- like encounter with someone in the grocery store, I loved how he was speaking with just like, you know, people should feel that presence. They should. But if I'm carrying all of this, I don't want any of that. So therefore, (laughs) God, please break me and cleanse me of all of that so that I can carry your glory. And so that's where we're going with this of just, you know, this is not a feel good, you know. Sometimes this takes, you know, it takes work. It takes a constant. The spiritual sometimes is so exhausting because you feel like you're battling But simply, sometimes we just have to ask. And we're battling with ourselves. So that's, today is just, you know, let's do this together and let's declare our identity in Christ so he can come in his full glory in our lives. So I was was very vulnerable and I, I just started to jot some things down. And I said, sometimes I feel lost in the hustle and bustle of all the world around me and the sense of urgency in my family that I don't even have two minutes from meltdown to bedtime. Like, you know, being mom to four children, three to 13, that's our age group there. I said, you know, um, life is loud. It's loud. So sometimes to, you picture that, like, in that video, it was so good. I didn't see that video till today. So I was like, a lot of that is true. And I wrote, I, <laughs> I said, we juggle, you know, from me trying to juggle a conference call with Chris and science projects with a teenager. And then we get caught up in thinking, I just need that quiet time. Like, I just need that space. And I love that my friends have prayer. A lot of them have prayer closets. And um, I think that is amazing that you can lock yourself away, go in there and spend time with the Lord. And I was kind of envious of that. And I was like, you oh, know, I just want to hear from the Lord. Like, I want to get a cup of coffee and a cozy blanket and pretty markers and journal down my scriptures. And, you know, I just, I just want that time. And that's good to like want to have, like my heart longs for that. But sometimes my days don't look like that. And I said, you know, we need to have it. So if that's whatever you have to do to make it, if that's a grocery trip or whatever that is, we got to make it. So I was telling Chris some of my heart and um, all of this brought me back to first Kings. And so we can pull that up there now, Luke. You did a little spoiler alert for us. (laughs) So Elijah, after he defeated the prophets of um, Baal, he sought rest and truth from the Lord. So he was in the fight. He was, you know, in it. And he was like, okay, now it's time. Like, I need to hear from the Lord. It's time to hear. And the Lord told him to go out and stand on the mountain in the presence of the Lord. And um, he's about, the Lord's going to pass by. So that's what he did. He went and he stood there. And um, it says, uh, but I guess what he didn't know, it said, and behold, the Lord passed by and a great and strong wind tore into the mountain And it broke the rocks in pieces before the Lord, but the Lord was not in the wind. And after the wind, an earthquake, but then the Lord wasn't in the earthquake. And then after the earthquake, what was it? There was a fire, but then the Lord wasn't in the fire. So Elijah's like, I'm sure every time he's like, he's coming (laughs) like, oh, here's the earthquake. The rocks are shattering. God's coming out. And Nope, sorry, God's not there. And then the fire, and you're like, oh, hello, Holy Spirit. Like, there's a fire, like, this has to be the Lord. Nope, that's not the Lord either. So you're like, how is he count? If it's not, If it's not an earthquake, if it's not the great wind, if it's not a fire, it says in there, but the Lord was not in the fire, he was not in it. And after the fire, though, what came? A small voice. And in the NIV, it says, a gentle whisper. So I looked up gentle whisper, and I was like, that's intriguing, like gentle whisper. And um, so the Lord told Elijah to stand. He stood. He didn't come in all those ways. So when I looked up gentle whisper, in the Hebrew language, it says, okay, I'm going to be brave. Um, it's, okay, dot cow, meaning the sound of thin silence. So that's where the Lord will meet us. He'll meet us in that gentle whisper, in the thin silence. So when you're tearing down things in your life, sometimes the Lord ain't going to come to you in a aha moment of like fire, earthquake, wind. It's going to be like that still small, gentle whisper, that still small silence. And that's what we have to embrace that even as we steal away time and we hear from him, be patient enough to wait for the whisper and humble yourself enough to know, you know what, maybe one day you will feel the Lord and like such an awakening. But you know what, that whisper was powerful. So don't underestimate the whisper. And when you receive it, embrace it. And be thankful when he speaks to us. So I just, I'm like, okay, well then I'm going <laughs> to Lord, speak to me in that whisper, but make it loud. Like, it's a loud place I live in. Like, <laughs> I don't know if I could hear a whisper in my home. Um, so make it a loud one. Like, do a loud whisper. I will be here. I will be listening. Um, so um, Spurgeon wrote, the still small voice speaking to the human heart is more powerful than outward displays of power or displays of God's judgment. So that to me is so powerful. And I'm like, Lord, here I am. And that's where I just encourage all of us to be is just a vessel ready to be stripped away and torn away by God so he can create in us who he needs us to be to be the proper carriers of his glory. Let's get rid of the stuff. Let's get rid of the lies so that we can move forward and hear from the Lord on what that looks like for our home, our lives, our kids, our family, and be ready to embrace that gentle whisper that he has for us. So um, this wasn't this big, you know, excerpt of, anything but it's just a word of encouragement for me to give to you to say you know what let's go after him let's be carriers of his glory and um you know i just thank you for allowing me to speak today and i love all of you online that's watching i'm going to close in prayer and um we'll just hope to see everybody next week as well but here we go dear god Help us draw near to you so that we may know whatever story you have written for us. Our lives are beautiful, and because it's from you, (laughs) help us, help us quiet the voices of the world so that we may enter into this thin silence to hear your gentle whisper and to be filled with your presence in our hearts today. Let us be carriers, and let us have all that you have to offer, Lord, let us be willing. Let our hearts be willing to accept so that we can be the ones, the vessels that you have chosen. So, Father, we thank you for every person here today and everybody online. We just bless them, and we thank you, God, for your word. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us and choosing us to be servants unto you. In Jesus' name, amen.